Hello everyone, welcome back to the Craft Parenting Podcast. Podcast about two Cincinnati craft beer lovers with a parenting problem. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> and we are back for the final day of the Higher Gravity Beer Vent Journey. Uh, beer Vent Box, this is day 25. We are recapping. We've recapped every single day. Sometimes multiple days at once. Sometimes single days. I think it just kind of depends on the schedule. It was a uh, a different podcasting schedule than we were used to. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you if you've been listening. Thank you for sticking with us. Um, so uh, day twenty-five, Caroline. What are we drinking? We are drinking a Christmas ale from Saint Bernardus Brewery in Belgium, and it is, and it is 9.8% ABV. I have had drinks today. Not many, though. Not as many as we could have. Yeah, we were adults, <laughs> which we can discuss later. We're responsible adults. We were very responsible adults. Hey, and the furnace has actually turned off a few times, so it's getting warmer outside. I turned the furnace, the, the heat down. It doesn't matter. It was still struggle busting to get to 68 the other day. <laughs> so hard. Uh, so let's talk about this beer. It is a uh, Belgian beer. It's a Christmas ale. Mm-hmm. It's a big beer, almost 10%. It's from one of those traditional Belgian breweries. I believe it's from, is it a Trappist? Trappist? It used to be Trappist. Now they're they're no longer officially Trappist. Um, and that's a, spe- that's a specific thing, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Reinheitsgebot is a specific thing. Tra- Trappist is a specific thing. type of monk. It's a type of monk, but they brew... Beer. Do they brew beer specifically? Well, they brew beer and they make cheese. So, the history of... St. Bernardus Brewing is as early as the night the early 1900s because the Trappist Trappists fled France and escaped to Watteau W A T O U which is where this brewery is still based in Belgium in order to escape taxes that they would have had to pay in France which was not yet the case in Belgium So, safe in their new home, the monks took up cheesemaking. Eventually, France became more tolerant towards religious communities, and eventually the monks went back to the border, and the dairy was taken over by a varisty deaconic? Deaconic? I don't know either. But then during World War II slash the Great Depression, they expanded the dairy to expand the cheesemaking on... Trappist and Vague, which is Trappist Road. And they had two different brands of cheeses that they made. And then not long after the Second World War, they, Averste Dikonik, was invited by Trappist monks to brew and market their Trappist beers under license, originally covering a 30-year period. So that'd be like, mm. this is like 1946 to 1992 on their website. And so then they started brewing beer. And they sold off the cheesemaking business in 1959 because they were making so much beer. 
and then some other people took over the business and unfortunately they were yeah so 1962 they renewed the license with people that had inherited the business to keep beer going until 1992 so technically the people brewing the beer weren't trappists but they were taught by the trappists and told and licensed by the trappists to make the beer. Okay. And in 1992, the agreement expired for good because they had decided to award the, quote, authentic Trappist beer label exclusively to beers that had been brewed inside an abbey, which these were not. So from then on, the beers were marketed under the St. Bernardist name. And in 1998, they got bought out because... Stuff wasn't going well. And then in, in 2018, they were start able to start expanding because they had been able to grow the big brand over the last 20-ish years. And so now they have a new brewery shop, party-ish kind of rooms that you can do. They do brewery tours, and they apparently have an impressive 360-degree rooftop bar that also serves as a tasting room. So that sounds like it'd be fun to visit. Yeah. Good up, Paljon. So unlike most of these, like, because this is like a Trappist-style beer, and we're used to having Trappist-style beers, but like ones that were made by Trappists. And we only had one. The one that Brian got us. Oh. I thought we had more. Maybe we just drink a lot of German beers. No, that's why I was saying that's a very specific thing. Mm-hmm. Um... A Trappist beer is a, it's a specific thing. And I don't think... Well... I mean, I went to Asheville and, uh, with Brian. Mm-hmm. And um, we did... We went, into, we went to a uh, Belgian brewery. Like a Belgian... It was a... It was a local craft beer brewery that specifically did Belgian-style beers. And mm-hmm. It was literally in a basement of a building, so it kind of it felt like you were in a in a rat cellar, like a sort of thing, mm-hmm. like a basement. Um, and they had a bunch of Belgian-style beers, um, but I wouldn't call that Trappist. So I've had Belgian-style beers before, but not, you know, specifically, you know, the Trappist. Because you would have had to, you would know if you had it. Because mm-hmm. I don't think you can get it on draft. I think you have to get it specific, like in a can or a bottle. You have to know somebody who knows somebody. I'm sure it's Or hit dis- up the good bottle shops. Yeah, I'm sure it's distributed, but... It'll say, you know, they're, they're, they're going to market that, market it pretty, you know, this is a Trappist and you're going to pay for that mm-hmm. style. I don't know if it's a style, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But as far as, it's a Christmas ale. It is, and it is very delicious. Yeah, it's dark. Um, do you get any, like, spices? I didn't get it. It's definitely a little spicy. 
but I'm not like able to super pull anything out. Do you get like cinnamon or nutmeg or any like any of that? Not like, a I, whole lot, but I get it's nice and smooth. It's it's very smooth. It's um it's roasty. Definitely roasty. Um, definitely a sipper, although I'm already gone. You are already gone. I mean, um, when you're splitting a 11.2. Where are the other 0.8 ounces? I know. Like, Stupid what does that metric. translate into, into metric? I will pull it up eventually. Um, it's silly. I thought Europeans did 16 ounces. This is still strange because it's just very strange to me because this is a European brand. Yeah. Um, and it's it, again, it's in a can. Um, but again, cans travel better. Oh and yeah. Obviously, it, they can a bunch because they have a they wrapped their can. Yeah, I I just I've been to Europe a couple of times, quite a few times, and. I've always had bottles over there, or draft. I didn't think they were in the in the canning business, but here we are. Um, it's good, better for us, like you said. It, it makes the beer travel better. Yeah. So but, on the can, they've got. It looks like a guy that they've always got on their can. He kind of looks like Monk, and he's holding a cup of beer, or a goblet of beer. Yeah. Um, and so for their Christmas beer, they put a Santa hat on him. They got some reindeer, some presents, some holly, some snowballs, all hanging out on this with on the can with him. You're supposed to serve it between 36 and 42 degrees Fahrenheit. So hopefully we did that. I don't think we did that. Um, because we we brought it to Omenopos. Yeah, and so part of the so on the website. Their description is that it's a dark, and the type of beer is a quadruple slash top fermentation. And the character taste aromas. St. Bernardus Christmas Ale is an intensely dark beer with a full yet slightly fruity flavor, overflowing with the tastes of winter and zesty seasonal aromas. Aniseed notes are complemented by hints of creamy caramel and fire-roasted chestnuts. This zestiness shows no signs of baiting, pushing through to a magnificent finish of dried fruits and chocolate. Just like all of our beers, this brew bears the imprint of the unique St. Bernardus yeast, dating back to 1946. That gives it its own special complexity. Simply stated, St. Bernardus Christmas Ale is the perfect dis- degustation? Degustation? I haven't heard that word before. Beer to warm your heart and bring a glow to your loved ones on a cold winter night. It will definitely warm you up. And I do get some of that spice. I mm-hmm. just, I can't make it out, like, what it is, you know? Maybe it's kind of, like, it's kind of peppery, like, it has that. I don't know. I don't get any of the fruit, like, that, what you described. I definitely get the roastiness. You know, it's, it's very smooth. Okay. I have a gripe. 11.2 U.S. fluid ounces is the same is 331.22 milliliters. That's not even like a straight milliliter value. But Guinness does that too. Like if you buy bottle Guinness bottles, they give you 11.2. 
ounces. If you buy the cans, you get a pint. Uh-oh. Okay, so somebody says it's round rounds down to 330 milliliters, which is an extremely common bottle size in Europe. So apparently that's mildly common thing. But our executive producer is getting fussy. That he is. And um, is there anything else you want to say about this beer? No, it's a yummy beer. I'm looking forward to finishing it. I would buy all the beer. <laughs> I would too. I mean, this I'm is. I'm sure it's expensive. Yeah, and it's 9.8%. Did we say that? It is a big boy. It's a big beer, yeah. But Not you, triple digit big, but it's a big beer. But you get less. You sure. do get less. But. European market. I know. Um, it's a good beer. I, I really enjoyed um, going through each beer. Uh, we'll do a recap. I did too. Uh, during this month. But we'll do a full recap later, probably. When Mister's not fuzzy, fussy. And uh, Merry Christmas, everyone! And hope uh, you had a great time with family and or friends, and or pets. And if you like the show, uh, leave us a five star rating review. We're on all the social medias. I'm at Craft Parenting Joe. She's at Carolyn Creed's Crafts on Instagram. And we got to go get the Mister. Right. Our executive producer is producing for a change. Bye. Thank you.